Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Box Radio. Talk Box Radio. Welcome to another episode of All About Voice Acting. Brought to you by Talk Box Radio. I'm your host, Lisa Earhart. Today's topic is how to get in the writer's mind and book VO jobs with my special guest, Leslie Bailey. Before introducing Leslie to you, I'd like to invite all listeners to click on the follow button above the player for this show so you can receive notifications for upcoming episodes. Also, please visit TalkBoxRadio.com for more information about our podcasts and to sign up for updates. If you have a show idea or would like to be featured as a guest, Make sure to fill out the contact form on TalkBoxRadio.com, and I will personally be getting back to you. All listeners of this episode are encouraged to view the voiceover scripts that are available on TalkBoxRadio.com forward slash scripts. Later in the show, Leslie will be offering mini coaching sessions to our callers. The number to call is 347-989-1357. You can get in the queue to speak with Leslie simply by pressing the number one on your phone. Leslie Bailey is an award-winning casting director, voiceover coach, demo producer, and consultant who comes as a highly recommended voiceover coach in the inner circles of the industry. She spent 10 years as the head of casting at a major production company in New York City, as well as 10 additional years coaching and producing demos. Leslie has consulted at a major advertising agency and has also done freelance voiceover and on-camera casting at some of the top casting companies in the nation. Among the thousands of spots Leslie has cast are AT&T, Pepsi, Mercedes, Heineken, Doritos, and Poland Springs. She has many high-level clients. Leslie brings out the magic in her actors teaching them to express themselves naturally and honestly while fostering a safe and relaxed atmosphere. Her style focuses on script analysis and those little tricks of the trade that she's gathered over two decades of working with the best producers, directors, writers, agents, and actors in the business. Leslie loves nurturing voiceover stars all across the universe and is delighted that her students get the results they want in their careers. Visit Leslie online at voiceovergurus.com. Now, without further ado, I warmly welcome to our show, Leslie Bailey. Leslie, welcome. Hi, Lisa. Thank you. Hi, hi, Leslie. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us here. Oh, and my pleasure. So I was wondering if we could just start out before we launch into the topic of how to get into the writer's mind and book VO jobs. If you would just tell us a little bit about your background and also what you offer on your website, voiceovergurus.com. Sure. Uh, My background kind of covers all the facets of voiceover. So starting out at a major talent agency in New York, which was ICM, I was working for the talent agents there and... So we got to see it from the representation side. 
then going mm-hmm. on to the production company and seeing the soup to nuts production of a commercial and being a part of the casting there. So, you know, getting to be that liaison between the writer and the actor and knowing exactly what that writer or producer wanted in a voice and then seeing what all these amazing actors were doing as far as the choices they were making in the booth to win that job. Mm-hmm. Then I went on to consult at an ad agency uh, as a casting director there. So I just kind of bounced around between all the places that are a part of the production or decision-making of voiceover. Um, But really my favorite thing is just really working with the actor one-on-one and helping them get to that, that authentic read. That's it. That's pretty much the bottom line. What is it, what is it about that particular work that you like the most? Uh, I'm fascinated by human nature, and I think acting really touches upon the essence of human nature. And uh, I was following William Esper's work for a while, and he talks about, you know, the essence of acting is, you know, truth. Truth is the blood of acting. Mm -hmm. And how when a work of art moves us on any level, that level is a level of truth. And so, you know, for the actor, that means operating on a level of truth. And so what I love about directing is helping that actor get inside the writer's mind to find out what was that writer's truth here, even if they're talking about, you know, beer or, um, you know, bedroom lamps. It, there's a truth inside of it. And, you know, mm-hmm. even the greatest writers with the greatest of imaginations can still only write from a place of truth. So, Yes, a character might be from the planet Xeron and have steel for skin, but it might also be motivated motivated in its actions by fear or the need for power. You know, so hmm. finding that small truth in your voiceover script helps you find your angle. So when you read a script, you, you're not thinking anymore, I'm trying to convince them of blah, blah, blah. You're You're finding out what's convincing you by trying to understand what convinced the writer. What was that writer's place of truth? I love getting to that that essence. Now, would you say that's the same as motivation? What's my motivation? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, there are a few elements to it, and we can use a lot of different words for it, but I, I think they're all parts of the same coin. Sorry, mm-hmm. I have dyslexia with phrases, so I like to twist cliches around. You're I know you're it's fine, <laughs> but you know what I mean. No, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's it's what's your motivation, and you know I like people to be careful to not say, well, my motivation is to you know convince. You know, I say, ah, 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 don't use that word. My motivation, my motivation is to get this video job. My motivation is to get the voiceover job. No, 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 no. And, don't say that. Right, right. <laughs> so, and I guess that's why I don't use the exact word motivation because that's oh. not acting. Okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah, it, or it can be a confusing word. So it's more, huh. what are you convinced of? Because if you're convinced of something, then everyone else will be convinced. So you don't have to say, I'm here to convince. You're just here to express your conviction. So that's very interesting. Can you give me an example? And this sounds like it ties right in with the show topic, no? How to get in the writer's mind and book VO jobs, we're really talking about the same thing. So we might as well just launch right into that. 
Um, I do want you to also have a chance to talk about your website as well. So anywhere you want to, at any point you want to do that, feel free. Um, but sure. since you're, yeah. Um, so could okay. you give can, some, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Give some examples, if you would, of what we're talking about here. Okay, sure. And some of this will be on my website if you want to go to the blog, but it's all it's all there at voiceovergurus.com where you can find me, find my coaching information, find my blog, read about voiceover till you're blue in the face. And gurus is so, G U R U S by the way. Just just to give you everybody awareness of that. Um so voiceovergurus.com. And that also you'll see a link on the website on the description of our podcast here. You can also find that. So go ahead, Leslie. All right. So I have some random script in front of me. It's not really one that we'll be working with, but um, it's really short. It just says, your life has more than one dimension. So should your beer. Ultra with just 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories. So I like to point out that in any script, there are two things going on. The information and the story that the writer builds around the information to make that palatable for the listener. You know, it's what they they do around the facts so that a commercial can, can transcend the information and give us something human to connect to. So the information is pretty obvious here. It's ultra with just 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories. Mm-hmm. That doesn't get you in the writer's mind, right? That's what the writer mm-hmm. was told to put in by Ultra, I think it's Michelob. Sorry, Michelob, if I'm wrong. Um, so that's what the writer, ha- he was obliged to put in. The other part is his creative stamp on it. Where he put in, your life has more than one dimension, so should your beer. He's trying to create an opinion here, um, you know, saying that this beer is multidimensional. You know, your life is interesting and multidimensional. Your beer shouldn't be you know, just one note, one flavor, one thing. It can be many things, have many flavor notes. It can be interesting, even for a light beer. So mm-hmm. that's the stuff that tells you what the writer is, what the writer's motivation is in terms of expressing the lifestyle of this beer. Because the writer doesn't really care about the information. They care about being creative. And if you can get what their creativity is is striving for, what the the tone is, what the the mood is, what the personality is that the writer is writing inside of, you win that job. Hmm. So what's the mood of your life has one, more than one dimension? What's the mood? Well, there's two I see a few things going on here, not to complicate it too much, but <laughs> me the the personality um, if I sensed a mood, I would I would say so. But this to me is a kind of a direct personality thing going on here. He's saying right. something as fact almost that's really just an opinion. Saying something like "so should" is to me resembles a very strong person. Like "so should your beer." It's not a very mm-hmm. polite or gentle way of saying something. It's not rude, but it's it's firm and strong. So should your beer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it instantly gives me an image of a very confident person who's very sure about what they're saying. Mm-hmm. 
So maybe that's not um, the mood so much, but that's okay. If I was the voice actor, I have a sense of how to be here now, how the writer Mm. wants me to be, as opposed to just reading that it has 2.6 grams of carbs, right? Because that doesn't help you know how to be. Yeah, how do you get that quality of that? All right, let me ask you this first. Is it best to maintain that quality all the way through the read while you're reading these specifics, like however many grams and all that stuff? How do you do that? How do you be that Um, personality while reading those little facts in there? Well, that gets to really kind of deep acting stuff. Um, I think, who was it? I think it was Uta Hagen who said it best, and she said, you know, we always think we want to act inside of a role that's nothing like us, that real acting is putting a mask on. And, And she says that that's really a distrust in our real selves, that we don't hmm. think we're interesting enough, interesting enough or dynamic enough to pull those things from our real self. But, you know, so an example she would use is, Somebody saying, oh, I don't do, you know, I'm not really that kind of cuddly, gooey, sweet person. And she said, did you ever see a puppy? Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. What did you do when you saw the puppy? Oh, I got down and Google. Right? And you instantly <laughs> became that sweet, gooey person in that moment. And if we look back at our lives, there are moments that brought out all those things in us. We have a little bit of all of that in us. And we just somehow don't trust it that it's all there and that we each of us are dynamic amazing fascinating people that have it all in us already so pulling from those experiences and then to be really specific it's not about the feeling but Mm -hmm. the the behavior that accompanied the feeling that's what you get to apply to the voice Mm. because the feeling you can't just say oh feel this feel this again the way I felt it back then but you can say, when I felt that back then, how did I act? How did what I act? Behaviors? Yeah, that accompanied that feeling. And now, unfortunately, you're using different words and words that you may not like or connect to, but bring that behavior from those feelings into these words, and then those behaviors will transcend the words. Could you just repeat that last part that you just said? Yeah, so bring the yeah. Just, I'm trying to think of a different way of saying it. Um, you know, so with so your life has more than one dimension. So should your beer. Let's say I don't feel um, that I'm confident for whatever reason. I would have to go back to that moment. Oh, you know what? When I did that thing, you know, when I did that cartwheel when I was eight, I was super confident. I thought I was the best cartwheeler ever. And how did I act when I did it? Oh, well, I said, everybody watch me, you know, watch me do my cartwheel. And I, the way my voice got a little louder or a little stronger Mm. or a little deeper. And then I would Mm. apply those qualities to the read so that even though I might never say in real life, your life has more than one dimension, so should your beer, I'm going to apply the way that I would say it to it so that even though it's words that I wouldn't choose, it's mannerisms that I would choose. 
Mannerisms. So are you doing the mannerisms when you're delivering the copy? Absolutely. Hmm. Okay. By the way, um, you wanted to, we do have a caller and I just wanted to alert you of that caller from 503. If you'd like to speak with Leslie, please press the number one on your telephone keypad so we know that you want to talk to her. Okay, keep going. Me? What? Yeah. Yes, you. <laughs> I think um, I want to just get get to a simpler place, which is, you know, because that was a little bit esoteric, but my favorite thing to do with, with new students is, is really just to tell them to stop holding back and, um, you know, let their magic out and play and play some more and, and remember themselves, you know, remember remember your self in your brightest, most expressive, most lucid, most confident moments and bring that forth. And, you know, nobody's asking us to announce anymore in this industry. They're asking us to be our best self and, and they're giving us permission. So we should take it. And I think sometimes people, voice actors just need that permission because otherwise the voice delivery is so tight and feels the need to be so perfect and polished. But once we give them permission to just be their best self and mm. and be free, the read gets so much better. Mm. It's like transcending your state, your present yeah. state of perfectionism. Um, Absolutely. We, we have another caller who's come in for 503. We have 2503. And I wanted to just say, if you'd like to speak with Leslie, please press the number one on your keypad there because I'm not seeing anybody do that yet. Ah, we have one. Was done. Let me know when you'd like to take the first caller, Leslie. I'm ready whenever you are, Lisa. All right. Caller, last four digits, 6533. Yes. We have a caller. Hello. Hi, it's Adrian, yes. living in Ad- Portland. Adrian, thank you for calling. You're on with Leslie Bailey and Lisa Earhart. How are you today? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm fine. So, Adrian, do you know Leslie? I do. She's my Hi, Adrian. Hi. Hi. What was that? She said hi. Hi. So, so Adrian is one of my students who um, has just completed a narration demo and got some interest from a local talent agency here and they you know very hard place to get into and they responded back we really like this demo we also want to hear some more conversational stuff from you so adrian came back to me the other day so we could work on her conversational read and it was really fun because i tricked her when she walked in the door we usually (laughs) kind of chit chat now we know each other and i secretly recorded you know just our first few minutes of chit chat Huh. And then I said, Adrian, I'm going to play this back for you right now because this is your conversational read. Do this and you will win the job. And I'm sure there were other things that happened during that session, but she improved so much in that one hour. It was amazing. Wow. So taking from an immediate experience, she brought yeah. it into the script. Yeah. Would you like to give us an example of that right now? 
sure as far as sounding <laughs> natural or yeah. <laughs> yeah, that do you have that? I love the fact. Uh-huh. No, I was just going to ask if you have access to the scripts page, Talkbox Radio forward slash scripts. That's where today's scripts are. Or if you want to just read something else or wh- well, whatever, have, however. You go I do have some scripts in front of me, not from that page, but I do have some in front of me. Shall I try awesome. that? Awesome. It, it works okay. for me. Does that work for you, Leslie? Yeah, they might even be scripts that I sent her that are the same ones. So we're, let's just do it. That's good. Perfect, because I have the email open. <laughs> yes, so I will try one. And I have to say I love the idea that she tricked me and, and tape recording me to sound natural <laughs> because as a voice artist, especially coming into this business newly, you don't necessarily understand how you sound and you think you sound natural. And then you have someone respond like, yeah, you don't sound natural. So I was happy that she tricked me in doing that. <laughs> That is very, very tricky, Leslie, very tricky. It was fun. <laughs> I think I'm going to yeah. pull it again on someone else. Yeah, you just go ahead I and I think do it's that. a great technique. Okay, so I will do one. All right, here we go. Mm-hmm. With Expedia, when you book your flight and your hotel at the same time, you can save up to 450 bucks, and that can come in pretty handy. Where you book matters. Expedia. Great. So... Um, Lisa, we had talked about, you know, getting in the writer's mind and what's the intention and, you know, kind of the big picture of what the personality is. And um, the other element, which we didn't get into, is what are the points you're making? And Adrian and I have gone over this a million times. And, you know, every single sentence you say, you make a point. And the more you focus on what your points are, Again, it's another way of transcending the writing and just being, right? Mm-hmm. Now you're just being inside of making a point. So, Adrian, you hit the word same on that yes. first sentence, but it's how do you win this big money prize? Same time. So I think both those words really make your point clear. And when you, when you get to 450 bucks, slow down there mm-hmm. because your point okay. is that, hey, you're going to get all this money. So don't race through that. That's the prize. Okay. Yeah, so just slow it down a little bit. Hone in on those, hone in on those points. Got it. Okay. With Expedia, when you book your flight and hotel at the same time, you can save up to 450 bucks at the and that could be some pretty handy – oh, sorry, let me do that again. And that could come in pretty handy. Where you book matters. Expedia. And we can boil this down to just one simple line, like here's getting in the writer's mind. And that could come in pretty handy. Why did he even write that, right? I mean, what? there's no real strong information there. To me, he just is trying to show off a human being's personal side, right? The personable side, like, hey, there, it's a, a moment for you to play. Mm-hmm. Adrian, I just want to hear you try a few in a row of just, hey, just be, just play with that. And that should come in pretty handy. How would you just say that to a friend? Uh, that could come in pretty handy. That and that could come in pretty handy. Mm. <laughs> that could come in pretty handy. Beautiful. That's, you know, I don't know which one of those was the winning read, but what I heard you doing 
was giving yourself permission to play, and it got less mm-hmm. tight and less less performed and polished. Great. Well, Leslie, I have a quick question to ask you, if I may interject. How do you get out sure. of your own way? How do you get out of your own way? By getting in the writer's head. It's not about you anymore. It's what does this writer want? And, yeah, it's part of it is, you're not in your own way if you're drawing upon those authentic experiences and really touching upon those truths like we talked about earlier, you know, that there's a truth in the writing somewhere and finding that truth, finding that truth from the writer's perspective and finding it from your own perspective so that you're not in your own way, your way is part of the way. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It, does Probably that make not. sense to you, Adrian? It does, but I guess my question would be how, especially coming into this as a newbie, how do I get into the writer's mind? Um, <laughs> has been the yeah. question. And having Leslie there, who has been a coach, helps that. But had I not had her, I don't think I would be as successful. Uh, well, I well, think another, another way is, is really just, um, you know, thinking about when we read things, you know, anytime we like paying attention to how we read an article or a novel or a textbook or an email, like how do we process that information emotionally, intellectually, creatively, you know, do you read between the lines or do you take each word to heart? None of this is right or wrong, but it helps to understand how we process information that we read because there's some authenticity to that. And if you remember to do the same with voiceover copy, then you're now treating it as something important or interesting, something you want to understand. And the more mm-hmm. you understand it, just like you, you know, if somebody said, oh, what did you think of that book? You, you start telling them the plot, the story, the tone, like, oh, it was dark, it was a little moody, but it was a story of triumph. You, you instantly are able to articulate how it felt. And mm-hmm. you can do that there, you can do that in voiceover copy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we have a, we have another caller who I'd like to bring on. If you want to just hang in there, Adrian, you're still on, so we can all talk together okay. if you'd like to do that. Okay. Um, caller with last four digits, 0620. I'm going to bring you on right now. Hello. Do we have a caller? Yes. Hello. This is Andrea. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for joining the show. Hi. Thank you. So, Andrea. Hi, Andrea. Uh, do you, Oh, you guys Hi, know each other. Okay, great. Uh, yes, I'm a student of um, Leslie's currently in Portland. Great. And would you like to would you like to read something for Leslie? Sure. Um, let's see here. While you're okay. looking, I just wanted I just wanted to mention to our callers we have two other callers on hold. If you would like to be brought in to speak. Live with Leslie, please press the number one on your keypad. Okay. Okay, Andrea. All right. Um, I'm going to read one from the the scripts um, that were chosen for the show. Peace of mind is waiting to meet you all across the country. In towns big and small, there's a New York Life agent who can help you to secure your future and protect your family. New York Life, the company you keep. 
Beautiful. So, um, Andrea, hi. Thank you for calling in. Yes, thank you. Um, I just want to say, Lisa, if this is okay to Adrian or anyone else when they're done, that, you know, of course, like Lisa said, you're feel free to stay on the line. But if you also feel that you have to go and we've already spoken with you, it's fine to go, too. Right, sure. Okay. Okay. Um, so, New York Life, Andrea, we've been working on your beautiful, natural, conversational read. And I think here I'm hearing it wanting to come through. And I think it just needs to be a little softer and slower. Sometimes okay. the faster you go, the more it sounds like you're you're on that mission to announce this and uh, and you lose some of that personal connection that takes just a little more time to unfold. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, I've heard that many times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want me to read it again? Please. Okay. Peace of mind is waiting to meet you all across the country. In towns big and small, there's a New York Life agent who can help you to secure your future and protect your family. New York Life, the company you keep. Better. I, You know what? Uh, that little bit of slowness, I think, allowed some warmth to creep mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and Andrea, you, yeah, you have a very gentle way about you that sounds very trustworthy. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. So That's what we uh, want if we're giving somebody all our money, right? Exactly. You know, <laughs> not announcery. So, yeah. And we have, uh, I I hate to interrupt you guys here, but I know Leslie told me you don't want people waiting too long. So I have um, three other callers here, and I can bring them all on, or we can bring them on one at a time. I know I have um, one New York actress calling in just to kind of demonstrate some great voiceover reading, and she's on a time-sensitive mission because she has a job soon. So Okay, would, um, would that be a 917 area code? Yes, I think so, oh, 405. Okay. Y- yes, uh, so I'm going to bring her on right now. We And just to tell you, other callers are somebody who's been waiting for Almost uh, 14 minutes, we'll bring you on next, and then there is another caller as well on 5173. We'll bring you on as well. We'll bring the other caller on first. Okay. Caller 4911. Hello? Hi. Hi, how are you? Can I have your first name, please? And thank you for calling. Yeah, this is a popular call, huh? My name's Annie. Yeah. Annie, (laughs) There are many A names here. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Adrian, the third one. This is awesome. And awesome, awesome also starts with an A. So, Annie, there you go. thank you for I calling. Of course. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Hi. Thank you for calling. You're welcome. Leslie and I used to work together in New York. She is an amazing coach and really good at directing. Giving direction. Wow, so we're getting some. It would be great. Yeah. I what? think it would be great to have Annie read a script, and we could kind of, you know, throw a few different directions at her because she's somebody that needs very little guidance to kind of switch on a dime and give you a different tone. Wow, I'm excited but, to hear. Yes, uh, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> okay. Annie, what do you have in front of you? I have Kindle and I have Chase. 
Let's do Chase first. Is that okay? Sure. You ready? Okay. Yeah, start with whatever you want. Take it wherever okay. you want. With Chase Sapphire, whenever you call, an expert advisor will pick up 24-7. No, no, oops. No machines will answer, and there are no buttons to push, ever. We'll have you a hello. So when that happens, all you people out there, and you stumble, just wait a second. It's going. <laughs> I, I heard a, a hint of confidence come through, and I want you to slow down just a touch and really let that confidence dig in even a little more, almost to that point of cocky, with, but, you know, in the way that you know how to get away with it. Yep. Okay. With Chase Sapphire, whenever you call, an expert advisor will pick up 24-7. No machines will answer, and there are no buttons to push, ever. We'll have you at hello. Beautiful. I love that ever. I love that we'll have you at hello, like those hints of smug but still likable. That was exactly what I was looking for. And I, I want to take a look at this copy for one split second and point out um, it is, you know, Lisa, I, I think I've been a little confusing in interpreting <laughs> copies sometimes because there are so many ways you can take it, and it's not yeah. really formulaic. But, for example, here mm-hmm. I see so many little separate sections, you know, lots of commas, mm-hmm. lots of periods, lots of short little sentences and words on their own line. And to me that spells out dramatic and emphatic. And obviously, like we said already, super confident. So, Annie, if you could, once again, since we're really talking about getting in the writer's mind, if the writer is separating things out so much, especially something like 24-7, like really milk that 20, you know, romance those, the the end there. Like it's going to be all the time that you're going to get this attention. You know, make, make that dramatic, emphatic stand out the way the writer wrote it. So you want me to pay more attention to the uh, the punctuation? Yes. Okay. With Chase Sapphire, whenever you call, an expert advisor will pick up 24-7. No machine will answer, and there are no buttons to push ever. We'll have you at hello. So do you see this word? That was awesome. And, um, you know, one could say that's a little more of a performy thing to really emphasize those punctuation moments. But once again, if we're talking about honoring what the writer laid out here, it Mm -hmm. could be that the writer wanted it that way because he did separate things so much. So you just hit the nail on the head, Annie. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Good good job. So. So the emphasis, would the emphasis or focal point of this script be 24-7? Part of it. I mean, yes, there are other things that are important, right? It's important that somebody's going to pick up because what about 24-7? Oh, an expert advisor will pick up 24-7. But the thing is, when you're talking about what's important in a sentence, if you have lots of commas, Clearly, what that says is there's more than one important place. That's almost always what's going to happen when the writer huh. is adding in more more commas. He's like, this is important, and wait, I'm going to make another section because that's important too, and this section yeah. is important. Like, that comma, just the comma alone kind of almost tells you that it's more important, and that's why he separated it out. 
And it's kind of tricky, isn't it, to do an instant transition over to we'll have you at hello? I mean, isn't that a totally different mood? What do you think, Annie? (laughs) I mean, think about the way you talk. You're very languid. You change all the time. Right. So the, I, what people really want out of copy, what any writer or any advertiser wants, is for them to feel like they're connecting to you. So if you speak like that all the time, then it shouldn't be a problem to read like that. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? It does. Well, I think you do too. You just don't realize it. Like out of nowhere, you'll switch gears and you'll be, you, right. you know, you'll be talking to somebody and you'll say, the funniest thing happened. Oh, wait a minute. Let me tell you this first. Hey, did you taste? <laughs> whatever I have for breakfast and it's completely normal and you don't think twice about it. And you know, the we'll have you at at hello is just a little wink. That that's something that's like a term that we use that Leslie and I would use in the voiceover world. Like give us a little wink at the end. Right, Les? Absolutely. And by the very nature of being a writer, they think themselves clever because they they chose the written word as their their job, their way of expressing. So there's going to be a lot of winking in script. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. I agree 100%. Thank you, Annie. Thank, Thank you, guys. Annie. Thank you. And uh-huh. um, I will talk to you soon, Leslie. Thank you. Okay, good, good luck with all of your, your whole career there. I hear you're doing some exciting things. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, Thank you bye, so guys. much. Thank bye. you. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, we have a caller um, from with the uh, last four digits three one four four who's been waiting a while. I'd like to bring you on now. Caller three one four four, are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Uh, can I get your first name, please? And thank you for calling in. Hi. First name is Bill. Bill. Good. Okay. Hi, Bill. Hi, Leslie. How are you? <laughs> good. How are you? So good to hear your voice. <laughs> nice to hear you, too. Thanks. So, so have you yeah, two worked? You, you two have worked together? We have worked together in in, uh, in the past. Um, right now, uh, I'm just kind of taking a little bit of a Christmas hiatus. And uh, Leslie and I are going to hook up uh, in the future, in 2016. Yeah, and, and Bill, you, Bill's a little bit more of a success story because he's been working on his voiceover reads, but also some other acting and found representation in Portland and um, has been doing great work. Thank you. So is, is Portland, and, and congratulations with that, Bill, and I'm sure you Thanks. there's some credit to you there too, Leslie. Um, you have, have, have You have coached Bill? I have coach. I have a coach. Well, the only coach no, I was, that, I, I was that asked, I have I was right asking, now. I was asking if Leslie has coached you. She has. Yes. See? We've worked together. Okay, she's she's uh, helped me uh, get rid of a lot of bad habits. Wow, <laughs> good. So, um, now would you like to read something for Leslie right now? Sure, and I, get, I can read yeah. something. That'd be awesome. Um, it's... Uh, is it Brita or Brita? Brita, I suppose. Brita. 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 Okay, well, good. Thanks for setting me straight. Okay. Yeah, well, so. I think that people, people in New York know that really well because of the crummy water and everybody has to filter their water. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, with, with that in mind, here, here goes Brita. 
All right. This holiday, we'd like to encourage excessive drinking. Water, of course. Incredibly clear, fresh water. It's the gift you give with Brita and a refreshing alternative to the usual holiday spirits. So go ahead, indulge. It's a good thing. Happy and healthy holidays. That's very good. Great, very Phil. So, <laughs> Lisa, Yay. so we were just talking with Annie about the wink. And, Bill, I don't know if you see the wink here, but it's definitely present um, with your Yeah, I was just thinking about water. that when you were talking with Annie about that. <laughs> wink. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And um, I'd like to hear that wing come through just a teeny bit more on the water, of course. And then it seems like your same joke or wink thing is repeated again towards the end with, so go ahead, indulge. It's a good thing. It seems like, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, I I don't want you to speed up, but it felt a little bit too slow. And, you know, the, the pacing is such a crazy nuanced thing in voiceover. It's like one microsecond too slow, it sounds like you're right. reading from a script. And one microsecond too fast, mm. if you're running, it sounds like you're reading a script. It's crazy making, really. Um, but, Bill, I want you to just pick up the pace just a drop in between sentences. It's that maybe too long of a pause in between them. Got it. Got it. So that all okay, the good so work you're doing is going to come through and feel more natural. Gotcha. Okay, so do you want me to do it again? Yep. Okay, here we go. This holiday, we like to encourage excessive drinking. But water, of course. Incredibly clear, fresh water. It's the gift you give with Brita and a refreshing alternative to the usual holiday spirits. So go ahead. Indulge. So I just want to point out two things. One, I loved what you did on the So Go Ahead Indulge, and it goes right back to what I was talking about with you, Lisa, earlier, which was giving yourself permission, right, to not be so tight, to let things – it was playful. And being playing is beautiful. Um, and then, Bill, what I was talking about with the, with the pacing. Yeah. You paused after the word happy, and to me – it's not oh, okay. it's not your one specific keyword, so to pause there kind of just slows down that conversational vibe. If it were like Got a it. really particular point or there was a reason to separate that out, then maybe. But otherwise, yeah, it kind of slows down your flow. But other mm. than that, it was mm. great. Mm. Great. Well, thanks. Bill, yeah, Bill, I have to say, you have, you know, once in a while, someone comes along who's just naturally funny, and that's you. And you have this edge—you have this edge about you. So, and a very unique sound. So it's no wonder you you can book jobs. Of course, with oh wow, as well. oh yeah, it's just you know. Wow, see, you Bill, start, Bill, you're just gonna float away right now, huh? After all this- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on a little cloud right now, kind of just floating up. Well, thanks. Appreciate well, you, well, you have to- totally unique sound, totally. And, you know, you're sound, you are you. You're not trying to sound like somebody else. You, this is just you, right? You are you, Bill, right? Exactly. And one thing I, I, I want to kind of point up is that I was trying, when I first met Leslie and we, we started working a while ago, um, I was kind of trying to f- sound very distinguished and very, you know, I mean, kind of radio voice that I'd heard. And she said, no, 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 don't do that. Just be Bill. And wow. I really took that to heart. 
Nice. Because yep, that's the did, did a great job. Yeah, that's the direction things are going in now, right? With with voiceover, people yeah. want you to be you and not so announcery anymore. Isn't that right, Leslie? Oh, and it has been that way totally, Lisa. But it's been that way. I don't know, thirty years at least. Yeah. And it's yeah, gotten so. to such an extreme. They have something now called vocal fry. Have you guys heard of that? Vocal fry, as in F R Y. Yeah, it's a technique that's the it's the I guess the backlash to the announcer, right? Because we always have to go to extremes in our trending. And vocal fry is this like I don't care, whatever, yeah, totally don't care kind of place, right? So it's the total opposite of that heart-wheeling exclamation point announcer. Huh. So when that's I train my students, I try and get them somewhere in the middle to a realistic place. <laughs> Because trends will come and go. So, Bill, how long did it take you to transition from announcer voice guy to vocal fry voice voice guy? <laughs> well, it it was a it was a couple of sessions actually. I mean, because old habits die hard, and um, but it, it's really good when you have a good coach that can kind of give you the honest feedback and not feel threatened by it, which is really kind of what happened, um, it, it was a lot easier. Um, I I came away after, you know, like a couple of sessions going, I really think I'm on to something now. And it's been good. It's been, it's been a constant process, but um, it's kind of pointed me in the right direction. I think I'm still following that. So you are so interesting to listen to. I just had to tell you that. So we have somebody else who's been waiting for – a little while to come on. Shall I bring them on now? And Bill, can you hang in there with us too? Oh, I'm listening. This is uh, fascinating okay. stuff. Okay. Okay. And Bill. by the way, by by the way, for there are a few other callers in the queue. If you'd like to speak with Leslie, please press the number one on your keypad so I know that you want to talk to her. And now we are going to bring on last four digits five one seven three. So let's see if the caller is there. Are you there, caller? You've been waiting a long time. Yes, I'm here. Yes, can I get your first name, please? Yeah, my name's Kristen. Kristen, thank you for calling yes, in, and I... thank you for your patience. Of course, my pleasure. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Kristen. Hi. Hi. So how do you so guys I'm a, know? I'm a current know? student of Leslie's. I've okay. only been working with her, I'd say, for about three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kristen makes the trek from beautiful Mount Hood, so has a, a very long drive every time yeah. she comes. So our sessions are a little bit more spread out, mm-hmm. but um, but she's been making wonderful progress every time she comes in. Thank you. Wow, awesome. Would yeah. you like to read something? Would you like to read something sure. now for Leslie? Great. Yeah, I'd love to read something. Um, is there... Anything you'd like me to read, Leslie, or just do you have the scripts in front of you, Kristen? I do. Um, I'm trying to think what we haven't heard yet. So we haven't heard Kindle. We haven't heard Grape Nuts. We could choose something simple like that. Okay. This is let's uh, let's do Grape Nuts. Okay. Mm, All right. Okay. A breakfast your heart and taste buds can agree on. Post Grape Nuts. Anything but ordinary. 
Great. And this is, um, this is a perfect script as an example of what I like to say is the default uh, delivery. So we talked about trying to get in the writer's mind and, you know, uncovering what style he wrote this in. You know, sometimes it's going to be really warm and friendly, like, you know, the way Andrea read New York Life, or really confident, like the way Annie read Chase. But when it's a little vague or it's a little short and there's not much but just, you know, information, I always like to say that the default is just friendly and confident. You're you're pretty much going to have every writer want those two things to come across in, to some degree. You you definitely aren't going to have a writer who says, sound unfriendly and sound insecure. <laughs> so spot to express that. And you might have already felt that, Kristen. Yeah, it's, it's just um, kind of the go-to. Yeah. When you can't pick so, anything, you know, a personality out of the the copy. Right. You just do. You just default to that. So I'm going to listen for a few keyword points now, and we can talk about what they are after. But will you just read it again? Sure. <clears throat> a breakfast your heart and taste buds can agree on. Post grape nuts, anything but ordinary. Great. So what I really heard come across, and this is, again, important, because if you don't make points, you're just reading. The point was that this breakfast gives you two in one. It's healthy for your heart, and it tastes good. So you got to hit those things. Otherwise, you're just reading a sentence. And I heard them hit. And post-grape nuts, obviously, when you have the product on its own sentence, you know it needs to be even more important because it's just the whole sentence. Yeah. And I heard you hit anything, which is beautiful. I've had some students tell me that the keyword is ordinary, which, I, you know, it's it's really interesting when you can't connect with copy because to some people it's so clear and to others it's, I don't know, man, I'm scratching my head here, but ordinary is definitely not what a product wants to be associated with. So <laughs> so anything was definitely the key focus here, and, and I, I heard you hit it. So you've been doing your homework, Kristen. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Yeah, great work. Good. Did you want Kristen to read again, um, or should I bring on another caller? It's up to you. Let's, How do you want to do this? Let's let Kristen be free and bring on another caller. And Kristen, <laughs> thank you so much for calling in. All right, thanks, Leslie. Thanks. Kristen, thank you so much. Okay, My let's pleasure. bring on another caller. So we've got a caller from last four digits, 0349. Let's bring this caller on. Hello, do we have a Hello. caller? Hi. Hello. Who's calling, please? Uh, Ann Scobie is calling. Ann, sorry. Ann, how are that. you? I'm great. How are you? Very good. Thank you for calling in. And you guys know each other? Yes. I've known yes. Leslie for quite a while. Hi, Hi Ann. Hi, Leslie. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Ann used to come audition for me in New York all the time. She's a very busy working voice actress, among other types of acting. And um, I've heard amazing things from her. So Ann is, like Annie, another great one to just kind of throw a few uh, just throw a few zingers at her and, and see how quickly oh dear. she can turn from one <laughs> style to another. <laughs> no, okay. pressure. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've been hearing a lot of stuff, but I won't want to make, I don't want to make comments until after I read, so. <laughs> Lots of good stuff. I just don't want to, you know, I don't know. 
What do you feel like reading, Anne? Um, well, I was listening to the last call, and I was like, oh, I'll do greatness. They haven't done that yet, but you just did it. So whatever, whatever you want to hear, Leslie, I can do any of them. I would love to hear you do Nike because I feel like you could handle it. I know. I just I was looking at that, and it may <laughs> trick me up. So, but I love it. I love this script. I know. I picked the hard one for you, didn't I? But see, that's a compliment. Yeah, yeah. So let me try it, and we'll see. It's just a lot of me talking. Yes. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Okay. Ready. ready. <laughs> All your life, you were told the things you cannot do. All your life, they will say you're not good enough or strong enough or talented enough. They'll say you're the wrong height or the wrong weight or the wrong type to play this or achieve this or be this. They will tell you no, a thousand times no, until all the no's become meaningless. All your life, they will tell you no, quite firmly and very quickly. They will tell you no, and you will tell them yes. Beautiful. It gives me goosebumps. I love this. I know. I love this. The minute I read it, I was like, oh, my God. I need to say this to myself every morning. I know. It is a good one. It's a mantra, right? Yeah. And you hit the nail on the head. Um, I've asked students what they what what they thought their angle was here, and it has run the gamut from you're complaining about stuff to I don't know what. But you know, obviously this is not a complaint. Nike's not going to sell shoes based on complaining. Right. This is you instantly made the connection to your listener, and implied in your sensitivity oh, I've been through this, and that's why I can talk to you about this. You're going through this. I've been there too, but guess what? It's going to turn out really good. Right. Um, You conveyed all of that in your tone. It was beautiful. And another thing, um, Lisa, that I want to point out for all the listeners that Ann did was really connect to changes in a list. So there's a lot of Mm. lists here. And, for example, one of them is they'll say you're the wrong height or the wrong weight or the wrong type, et cetera. I will have students hit the word wrong as their keyword over and over and over. But you never want to repeat the word that's repeating itself because by the fact that it's repeated, it, it's already standing out. You want to emphasize the changes. And Anne did that beautifully. You're the wrong height or the wrong weight or the... You know, that's what creates interest mm. in the listener's ear. You want to give that variety. And, yeah, you don't need to pour honey on sugar by hitting the same word over and over again. It's already emphasized itself by repeating. Yeah, that's the part that I was um, concerned about. Sometimes lists trip me up. They're very hard because sometimes it sounds like you're trying too hard. This one was, I think, the reason why I didn't get tripped up was because I took it personal. Because oh, okay. I, when I was reading this, even if someone has been said no to once in their life, they'll connect with this. Even if someone's always had yes, and then one time in their life when they were five, they auditioned for their school play, and they wanted to be the cactus, and they got the tree. Or they wanted to be something, you know, like the princess, and they got, you know, the the frog. They'll remember that moment, and they'll be like, oh, my God, I was told yes. They said I wasn't, my hair wasn't long enough for the princess, or whatever. It's just such a universal like, doesn't matter what, how much yeah. you make or what size you are, what color you are, or religion, everybody knows this. Everybody knows this feeling. So I think that's why I didn't get so tripped oh, up. Oh, that's so, that's so perfect, Anne. And we were just talking about this exact thing earlier, which is 
finding the truth in the writing, finding the truth for the writer, and then finding the truth for yourself. Because even though it's commercials and you're talking about all these other silly things normally, you know, to promote a product, there's a small truth in there somewhere, and, and you grabbed onto that truth, and, and that's exactly why it sounded so um, inspiring and, and authentic. Great. Beautiful. Yeah, and you yeah you also sound like your true true self because when you were just speaking that same truth in your energy was the same thing I heard you deliver when you did the script. Great, that's a thing. Yeah. And I I heard the gentleman before the last woman. I'm sorry, I forget his name. Bill was it? Bill. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what what Bill said that he was working on with Leslie about being who he was. He came in and he wanted to portray this elevated human being uh, that none of us are. And he wanted to sound that way because, you know, all of I can sound, you know, that way as well. But I remember uh, along the way, be, Leslie has told me many times, I still get this note. Every now and again, people are like, you know what, can you reread it and read it the way you just told me that story? that you just mm -hmm. told me the story about your weekend last weekend. Now read the script with that same energy because it really can catch you. You really can. Sometimes you just want to make, make a script sound a certain way. And that's, I think, um, uh, uh, whatever that is, a trip or a fall. or a, uh, It's not good to make something sound. It should mean something to you, and that's why it's sounding that way, I think. So, And I do think it's really hard. To, it's funny because you think, well, What's the big deal? You just talk like you are. But the minute you get a script and a mic in front of you, all of a sudden it becomes like there's a big light on you and you're on TV. Mm -hmm. And you become someone else, an elevated version of yourself because everybody wants to be a teeny bit better than who they are. Mm. So they, they do something a little bit different, I think. And I think the hardest thing is to sound exactly who you are. I think it's one of the hardest yeah. things. And I, like I said, I went on an audition the other day, and they gave me that. They gave me the casting director gave me that note. It was Stacy Leslie. Ah, nice. Stacy gave me that note. She said, "Okay, do it again, but do it with how you just told me your story about last weekend." And I was like, "Okay, perfect." Yeah. So you have to get let your get yourself out of the way. So, so Lisa, what, we can do a whole uh, two hours just with Anne alone, but I do know that we have. And you'll appreciate we, this. We have Sheila Ratner on the phone, who's a yay. great voice actress from L.A., and uh, she used to be a New Yorker, too. And so we should we let everybody okay. keep moving. And Okay. Um, so we, you're the best, we, Anne. We, yeah. Shoot. Thank you so much. It was so great. Applause to you. Thank you, and thank you and, for your show. This is a great, very informative, fun show. So thank you. Oh, great. Check out TalkBoxRadio.com and contact me through there. I'd love to hear from you. Great, I we will. Can be in touch. Um, so I will bring now the next caller um, would be. For, can I get the the area code uh, of that caller, Leslie? Is it three two three? It's three two three. It's and yeah, I got I got that caller right here. I'm going to bring you on right now. Thank you again. Hello, Anne. you're welcome. Yes, thank thank you, Anne. You're welcome. Do we have we have a caller on three two three? Yes. Hi. Hello. Hi, thank you for calling Hi. in. Can I get your can I get your first name, please? Sheila. Sheila. Okay. Thank you, Sheila. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Sheila. Hello, I'm <laughs> missing all my girls from New York listening to them while I, I was know. on hold. <laughs> so fun, right? <laughs> but I was multitasking while I was on hold. I went to two yoga classes and had a short stack of pancakes, so everything's been That's good. 
Very funny. Uh, so, so you'll be nice and relaxed for this one. Are you walking exactly. the dogs now too? Yes, yes. I'm walking a blind pug and um yes. You're doing that now. No, I was just being silly. I'm just yes ending yeah. it so we could move the scene forward. <laughs> Everybody's a comedian. That's oh. right. So would all you right. like to read so something for Leslie? Been, well, I've heard some. I was all hyped up about Nike, and then Anne read it, and she's a tough act to follow. Why don't you tell me, Leslie, <laughs> what you'd like me to read? <laughs> I would like to hear your interpretation of Britta. Britta, certainly. In fact, that was the first thing I picked, but then I heard Bill. Well, you know what? Who cares what I've been listening to, for God's sake? Here we go. Ready, girls? Is it rolling, Bob? That's a reference to a Bob Dylan album that was created in the early 1800s. I'm showing my age. Okay. 1800s. <laughs> Sheila Ratner, take one. This holiday, we'd like to encourage you. Oops, let me take that again. This holiday, we'd like to encourage excessive drinking. Water, of course. Incredibly clear, fresh water. It's the gift you give with Britta and a refreshing alternative to the usual holiday spirits. So go ahead, indulge. It's a good thing. Happy and healthy holidays. So that was awesome, Sheila. And so, Lisa, when I was referring to vocal fry, Sheila, did you hear yeah. that part that we were talking about? So yeah. I don't think by any means that any of the people that have been on this show have done vocal fry. Um, to me, yeah. the perfect read is, is in between that enthusiastic place, which you want to have mm-hmm. some authentic you know, enthusiasm for what you're talking about, and that vocal fry place, which is I'm not trying too hard because I'm already convinced of this, your mm-hmm. own choice, but I'm not going to bend over backwards to try and convince you. You're just talking from that place of you're already convinced. So it can be laid back, which is what you did, which was mm. just perfect. But the reason I picked Britta is because I think you have such a great tongue-in-cheek delivery that you could make something a little bit more fun out of those two places, water, of course, and then somewhere inside of this, so go ahead and indulge is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like just just a little more nudge somehow. But I love the general laid-back personable tone that alone is a job winner thank you yeah very nice job thanks i worked with leslie for years in new york and i'd like to say to the point of the point you made a while back or bill was saying he wanted to sound announcer i started voiceovers i wanted to sound like every woman on the air Remember years ago, Stalker Channing had a Windstar minivan, and I wanted to go out and buy a minivan. I didn't even need a car. She was so convincing. And it's the same reason they used her for AIG. We know money. She's got a money voice. I wanted her voice. And as soon as I started to sound like me, the biggest account I had, I went in and sounded like an announcer. And <laughs> Janet Eisenberg said, let that go and bring it more Sheila. And it came down to me or another guy. They were deciding between a man and a woman, and they went with me, and I brought it I brought it more Sheila, although had I known it was just a demo, had I known it was going to be for a huge campaign, I probably would have gotten in my own way. And I'm grateful to this day that I had no idea how, the big, how big the job was. Now, right. she encouraged me to get out of my own way and stop sounding like what I thought up at McCann or wherever the ad agency was, BBDO, what, what they wanted to hear. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's 
it's a lot like dating auditioning. Just go be yourself. Why put on something? At some point in the relationship, it's going to show up. So why not be yourself on the first date and they'll like you or they won't, but don't go in there trying to be something else, you know? Well, and usually, like we were talking about earlier, being yourself is good enough. And it's actually the Mm. best thing because it's the most authentic and it's just trusting that that is good enough, that that is interesting to be yourself. So that's awesome, Sheila. Yeah, they've totally. also they've already got Susan Sarandon. They've already got Ann Scobie. They've right. already got Annie. They've got those girls. They, they they have their voices. You know what I mean? So, and yeah. if they don't want Sheila Ratner, they don't. But I'm not going to be able to give them anything else. Do you want me to read it again? Sure. Do you want me to do something different? Yeah, um, I want you to. I want you to keep that laid back tone. the The general idea that you approached it with is great. I just want to allow you to play a little bit more now with your little. Your little um, puns, or not puns, your your punch lines. I knew there was a P-U-N in that word that I was looking for. <laughs> yes. The the water, of course, and then somewhere inside of, so go ahead, indulge, it's a good thing. Just play with that right. tongue-in-cheek thing a little more. Oh, sure. Yeah. This holiday, we'd like to encourage excessive drinking. Water, of course. Don't overdo it at the office party. Incredibly clear, fresh water. It's the gift you give with Britta, and it's a refreshing alternative to the usual holiday spirits. So go ahead, indulge. It's a good thing. Happy and healthy holidays. Beautiful. I will put you an improv in there just because I miss you, and I miss all of the encouragement you always gave me to improvise, which I think radio scripts lend themselves more to than TV because there's more money involved with TV. So you're not going to end the L'Oreal script for a Diane Lane voiceover with like, let's get to it. But you would on a radio spot, if you're the naggy wife at the end, you might just put a little button that when they've listened to it 80 times, they go, oh, that's kind of funny that that person made me wake up after listening to the same script 80 times. You know, I think it's genius. And it's, yeah. One of the many is reasons a, you've booked so much work. Is that a, a thing you can do when you're auditioning live to just throw in some improvised lines? Well, I mean, I, I would say that the beauty of the casting director, and sometimes what I miss in L.A. where we send our auditions in, is that they are the mediator. So they will say, this writer's pretty precious about what he writes. Don't improvise. Or they'll say, this writer is going to get it that you know this character. So you might just add a teeny little button. You can't go overboard. The reason I add it is to say, I know what this lady would say next. So you're going to have me in the booth and we'll have lots of fun. That's that's my point when I do it. But you never want to seem like you're not going to be able to shut up at the at the booking. I don't, do you agree with me, Leslie? I think I don't know if that question was directed Absolutely. to me or to Leslie. I think, um, well, no, I think from your perspective, it's great to hear, too. And from my perspective, yeah, the writer's listening to the same thing over and over, and the casting director is listening to the same thing over and over. And to hear somebody just put a little twist into it and, you know, shake things up and and, and show another facet of their personality and create creativity is, I think, 90% of the time, it's a good thing and it's you know maybe 10 percent of the time right where you don't know what kind of egos you're dealing with or you know Mm -hmm. some sort of sensitive writer who's a little right too buttoned up or something but but 90 percent means just go for it and you know it's Mm -hmm. it's why Sheila is 
stands out on auditions all the time, Lisa, because those little things. And even if you didn't throw that in, just knowing that you could kind of influences your attitude towards the script and it becomes more your own. So, again, giving yourself permission. I want to say, Sheila, you also have this quality that makes me really want to listen to you. Thank you. That's very nice. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. And I'm guessing that Leslie has helped inspire that in you to to bring that out. Because I want to know what you're going to say next. I want to know what you're going to say next. That's how, that's the effect you have. What is she going to say? Thank you very much. I mean, Leslie. You're welcome. Yeah, Leslie not only has inspired it, but there were there were auditions in New York where they only wanted to see men because they think, you know, they men can improvise and women will just stand there and just be, you know, the other the other side of the VO read, but they won't really they'll be too timid to improvise. And Leslie, you know, I can count many times she brought me in and said they want an improviser on this. They only want men, but I said you got to see Sheila Ratner, and I booked some of those jobs. And that those are the kinds of chances she took as a casting director and faith she put in me that got me a lot of work and it was you know she's very wise that way to take chances and to know her you know who she has auditioning so she's been yeah she's been incredibly supportive and instrumental in my career wow so you're not just a vocal coach leslie you're a, a supportive person a confidence coach. I, uh, yeah, I was having fun on my business card, and I put at the end of all my stuff, dream collaborator. Because I, my favorite thing to do is really to work with creative people like Sheila and allow them the platform to be more and more creative. So, you know, working mm-hmm. with Sheila and other people like that is, yeah, it's the best part of the job. And I think that's how most people feel in general, that if you are given a platform to express your your true creativity, then you feel like you're flying all day. Yeah. Yeah, I always had a chance on the second take. That's the beauty of a really good casting director. Here's what they're looking for on the first take. Now, have some fun on the second. Now, you know, to anyone listening, don't go off the script. Don't, Don't be arrogant, you know, but have some fun and let them know I was often sitting in a room with 20 other women who were just as capable of the job as me. But they're like, who do I want to work with? Who are, who's going to have some fun now? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the yeah. playing field in L.A. or New York, you know, you've got some heavy hitters. but Or the Huskies, as I used to call them, when I'd go to a, an audition that was full <laughs> of women who spoke like this. And I thought, damn, I wish I'd been out drinking last night. I'd have a much better chance, you know? <laughs> Um, but, yeah, Leslie, that, that's the key to a good casting director is to let you fly while you're in there to give something to the client. Otherwise, they would just send us a copy and, we'd, you know, we, we wouldn't need any direction. You know what I mean? All right. Now, I just like, if, I, if I may just, if I could just interrupt for just one second because I know Leslie said you don't want to keep people waiting on hold too long. I just want to oh, say sure. uh, we've got, yeah, we've got two callers here. Um Eight two nine zero. If you'd like to speak to Leslie, please press number one on your keypad as well for the other caller here. One two six eight. Okay, we will take your call as soon as I see you do that. Ah, oh, okay. Hold on. 
Yes, we do. So let me know when you want me to take the next call, or I don't really want to interrupt your conversation here, but just let me know. Oh, um, are you talking to me, Lisa? I am talk. I'm talking to you. I'm talking. Okay, to, are you talking? Well, to, are uh, you talking to me? <laughs> we we could have Sheila do her own show for two hours, and we would just sit and roll on the floor laughing. So we should probably stop and quit while we're ahead and take the next caller. Well, let's yeah, that just, happens every morning in my apartment, but nobody else. Oh, uh, uh, reliving old forest. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd exactly. Like to do it, we, I'd like to do more shows and have you guys back on again. So this doesn't have to Great. be the last time. Yeah, good. So I'm going to go to caller 8290. You've been waiting very, very patiently. Can Are thank you there, you, caller? Good, good morning. Hey, th- thank you, Sheila. Hello. Can I get your first name, please? Sure. This is Naomi calling from Portland, Oregon. Hi, Naomi. Hi, Naomi. Thanks for calling in. You're very welcome. This has been incredibly enjoyable and instructive to listen to today. Now, are you a student of Leslie's? I am a student of Leslie's and a fairly new student. I think we've worked together just three times so far, so we're just getting started. Good, very exciting. Thanks for calling, Naomi. Naomi, would you like to read for Leslie right now? Absolutely, and Leslie, I'm wondering if there's anything in particular looking at the scripts that you could point out my way. Sure, thank you for calling. Um, We haven't heard yet um, the Kindle or the Sharpie, so maybe one of those if either feel comfortable for you. Sure. It doesn't have to be a new script. You can really pick anything. Okay, great. We'll start with Sharpie. (laughs) Looks fun. The Sharpie Twin Tip Marker. Two tips, one marker. Opposites attract to make the perfect pair. Sharpie, uncast what's inside. Mm, Nice. Great. So um, going back to our original goal, which is trying to get in the writer's mind, um, we haven't really done this yet. Naomi, what is your impression of what the writer's trying to do here? Not necessarily what he's promoting about the product, Mm-hmm. What, is the voice, what is the voice he's writing in? What kind of personality is he going for? Do you get any impressions from this? I know it's not a lot of copy to form a big impression, but... Mm-hmm. I think a little bit of creativity, since it is a Sharpie and it's got two choices. So mm-hmm. maybe a creative, a creative um, curiosity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about that middle line there? Opposites attract to make yeah. the perfect pair. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not quite sure, but and it, hmm. yeah, it is kind of a puzzling thing to to look at what just could, on the fly. What could he be referring to when he says, like, <laughs> in other circumstances, when we say opposites attract and we're talking about the perfect pair, forget about mm-hmm. markers. What would we be talking about? Are you talking about, about it a little bit of seduction in there? <laughs> I am. That's exactly what okay. I'm talking about is this could be referring to, like, people dating in real life, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. chemistry, the chemistry between people. So, you know, if we're – 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you recognize that that's sort of a cliche that opposites attract mm-hmm. cliche, mm-hmm. then you can see where the writer might be going, that he's trying to be playful here and clever. Oh, there's this cliche in real life that can relate to our product. And, okay. you know, it goes back to what we were saying about writers always, you know, often see themselves as clever. That's why they're writers. So to find that clever line and bring it to life is you whispering in the writer's ear, I get you, I get your joke. Okay. <laughs> so really for you it just means just playing with it a little bit, just putting a little nudge in there. All righty. The Sharpie Twin Tip Marker. Two tips, one marker. Opposites attract to make the perfect pair. Sharpie. Uncap what's inside. <laughs> Great. I I heard some play in there, and, you know, it goes back to what we said about being brave to be yourself and give yourself permission to let stuff comes out, to let stuff come out. And I think, yeah, Naomi is a new, um, is a new student. We're still, you know, it's that awesome discovery phase of what you get to bring to the table, Naomi, and I'm excited to hear those little bits coming out one at a time. And I think really soon we're going to be at that, like the floodgate where it all comes rushing out, but I'm hearing promises of it. I just heard it. Uh, Naomi, can I ask you a question? Naomi, can I ask you a question? Have you ever, have you ever been attracted to somebody who's different from you? Yeah, of course. So Almost if always. you took yeah if you took that into this script what would it sound like if you thought about that attraction and then you felt like you were perfect did you ever feel like you were perfectly a perfect pair or perfectly matched with somebody who was so different from you Mhm I have and I think what you're talking about is the raise of an eyebrow in your voice <laughs> considering I, I don't know. together. I guess it's it's what it's it's what that would be to you. I mean what would happen, yeah. Leslie, if she tried yeah. the script one more time with that in mind? I with think that it can't hurt. And it can't hurt. This is a, this is what it's all about, experimenting, discovering what what could be there. And so I think that's great, Lisa. And and Naomi, I think you could absolutely rise to that occasion. Sure. <laughs> yeah. All righty. The Sharpie Twin Tip Marker. Two tips, one marker. Opposites attract to make the perfect pair. Sharpie, uncap what's inside. Good. And and I think going backwards, because we don't want to, you know, get too crazy with one sentence, but even more important than that is something so uh, covert. Two tips, one marker. Most people will just glaze over it. Yeah, two tips, one marker. But really, what is the writer doing there? He's showing you what the benefit is. You get two tips in just one marker. So, Naomi, all I want to hear from you is you just doing that one line right now. When you say one marker, that's the prize. I want to hear this ultimate, confident, like, one marker. Two tips one marker like right. this is what you get so that you don't if you bring it up in your inflection too much it almost throws it away or makes light of it here i sure. want you to be confident yep 
two tips, one marker. Yeah, see tips, if you can bring one bring See if you can bring down the one cuz the one was still a little bright. So as opposed right. to one, I want one, one marker. Two tips, one marker. Perfect. That is confidence. Confidence doesn't need to get excited. That was perfect. And you know me, I'm always excited. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and there's a place for it. And, and that natural, your place of natural excitement will never sound announcery. So I'm not concerned there. I was kind of just using you as my guinea pig to demonstrate kind of that extreme here. Take it or leave it. I'm sure about this. And, yeah. and you did it perfectly. So thank you, Naomi. Thanks for giving me this opportunity. Very yeah. good show. Thank you. Very good. And, you know, you also, what I liked about your read was you have a, a playful sound about you. So that came across that way. And the first time you read, I really felt it on the last line, uncap what's inside the way you did that. So I just wanted to Great. tell you that. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for your show. You are so welcome. Um, if you want to hang on there, if you want to do any more reads here, there is one other caller um, who's on hold for a few minutes. I don't know if they want to come on live, though. Uh, if you if, Caller from 1268, last four digits, if you'd like to speak live with Leslie, please press the number one on your keypad. So they are not pressing the number one. Yet. <laughs> uh, so if you'd like, oh, wait, 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 they have done so. So shall we bring that caller on now? Sure, and thank you, you Naomi. All right, thank bye, you. Leslie. Thank you, Naomi. Caller, are you there from 1268? Hello, this is Bob. Hi, Bob. Bob. Thanks for calling in. Bob. You made it. You are <laughs> <laughs> yes, there were a few technical difficulties, but now I'm here. So glad that you're here. Thank you. So, Bob, how do How's you know California, Leslie? How's California, Bob? How's California, Bob? Well, it's um, it's sunny, but today we're expecting some rain, and everybody's very happy about that. Oh. Yeah, that's what happens in California. You get excited about rain as opposed to yeah, Portland rain. Again, yes. We're going to have about an eighth of an inch today, so everybody's really happy. <laughs> What's that? This is an exciting, exciting time. Yeah. Otherwise, it's... So, Bob, uh, yes, go ahead. No, go ahead. So how do you know Naomi, I'm sorry, Naomi, Leslie, and would you like to read today for her? <laughs> I'd read anything for Leslie. Um, All right. Uh, uh, wow. Wow, I'm convinced. Yes, yes, she's been um, very good for me. Um, I'll re- I don't know what to read. Uh, you did send me some rather uh, interesting pieces, which I'm trying to find now. I had a bit of a computer problem earlier, but it seems to be working now. <clears throat> so, let's, uh, you sent me that piece, Colors. Uh, I don't remember what I sent you. I thought I sent you the same thing I sent everyone else, which would have started with Kindle. But 
really, you can read anything and we can work with it. All right. Well, let's do colors and see what happens. Okay. Colors. Colors can really affect us. Did you know, for instance, that red can increase your blood pressure? Orange makes babies cry. And the reason legal pads are yellow is that it enhances your concentration. Blue has a calming effect. But did you know it can also offer such benefits as no monthly service charges, free ATM use, or perhaps no account fees ever? It can when it's the true blue family of checking products from Eastern Bank, where no matter what account you choose, you get the most out of your money. Stop by an Eastern branch today to learn more about True Blue checking. Lisa, don't you just feel like you learn so much when you hear Bob's voice? You just got Very smarter? nice. What what a beautiful accent you have. Uh, it's not an accent. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're, you're the gals with the accents, not me. Yeah, yeah, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about, Bob. Hey, listen, sweetie, I married a girl from New Jersey, so I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, Bob, you, when you're inside of a sentence, I always hear you intellectually connecting with what you're saying. I want you to do that in a little bit of a, um, a more streamlined way, meaning not so pausy and slow. And I, I think you do naturally speak a little slower, but here I want you to pick up the pace a little bit so that we don't test the listener's patience. So all that wonderful stuff you're doing inside of the delivery doesn't get dragged out. All right. Colors can really affect us. Did you know, for instance, that red can increase your blood pressure, orange makes babies cry, and the reason legal pads are yellow is that it enhances your concentration. Blue has a calming effect, but did you know that it can also offer such benefits as no monthly service charges, free ATM use, or perhaps no account fees ever? It can when it's the true blue family of checking products from Eastern Bank, where no matter what account you choose, you get the most out of your money. Stop by an Eastern branch today to learn more about the true blue checking. Beautiful. And, Bob, nice. I want to point out something you did that I have a lot of students miss, which is that very first sentence, colors can really affect us. Everyone wants to make the word really stand out, mm-hmm. which then mm-hmm. takes away from the point. And the point is that colors affect. And you go mm-hmm. on to talk about all these different colors and their effects. And you were very clear and concise in your first sentence that told us what you were going to talk about. Colors affect us. And so big pat on the back to you. You made a point. And you, so that's you telling the writer, again, I get you, writer. I get what your point is. Your point is not really. Really what? Really affects. So all those things count. All those things tell the story, and they matter. Yeah. It works. <laughs> so um, I have I have to say, um, you asked me earlier how uh, how I'm involved with uh, Leslie, but and I actually found her on the on the internet, <coughs> if you'd like to know. And uh, <laughs> so, your website <laughs> works, Leslie. Okay. <laughs> Yay! Thank you. Let's get let's give out that website address again, Leslie. You're on. 
voiceovergurus.com, V-O-I-C-E-O-V-E-R-G-U-R-U-S.com. Thank you. That's voiceovergurus.com. And I want to clarify, um, <laughs> thank you, Bob. It sounds so much better coming from you. It really sounds good coming Bob, I'm so sold. My rates yeah, are Bob. reasonable, believe me. <laughs> Have you done, Bob? Have you done audio any audio books? Um, I've been discussing it with Leslie. It's so far, um, working with Leslie, I've done the narrative demo. We're just about to next week uh, do a technical medical demo reel, and uh, then we were talking about e-books and e-learning. Yeah, because something was uh, developing characters, and I, I think you'd be really good at that. Don't you think so, Leslie? Absolutely. Bob sent me some fun thing he did the other day, and I literally wrote back half-joking but not really joking. Maybe audiobook demo is next on your list because it was so engaging, listenable. Yeah. And, yeah, so totally. That was the Clutterbuck have, saga. Yeah. Right? Do, you have yeah. Any, do you have any of that you can read right now, Bob, just a little bit of it? Uh. <laughs> If you can, let's see, can I get to it on my computer really quickly? If you give me 22 seconds. 22. Well, maybe less. And not a second longer. Where are you from, Bob? England, right? Uh, Yes, yes. Beautiful. What part of England? Well, uh, I grew up in uh, a dormitory town called Sevenoaks, and it's about 22 miles south of London. Um, and it's, um, it's a sleepy little place where accountants and lawyers live. (laughs) Sounds fascinating. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Find. Okay. Come on. So while Bob is looking, is it okay if we go longer than the hour and a half, Leslie? It's really up to you. We can go a little bit longer. I think I had that safety net anyway. Okay. Just let us know. Okay. Yeah, I would say like 15 more minutes. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks good. for asking. Um, I'm almost there. So if you would. Okay. Bob, we're we're waiting for our story. Yes, it's uh, it's worth waiting for. I absolutely agree. Um, <laughs> so while he's looking, while he's looking, is there anything else you wanted to mention, Leslie, in line with what we've been doing here while we're waiting? And Bob, you just let us know when you got that ready. Yeah, I will. Um, something we didn't touch on, but I guess is important because we're. You know, we're trying to honor the writing and and the writer, really, as opposed to, let me start this over. The majority of scripts that you're reading for, it's the creative who write and produce the spots that are listening to your audition. And it's not necessarily Toyota who's, who's giving you the job or picking the voice. It's the writer from the BBDO ad agency that's picking unless it's like a super big job like a national network job then toyota might get involved and and pick pick the voice but for the most part it's the creative and they care about you sounding authentic and interesting so 
one of the biggest mistakes people make is bigging up the product name, you know, mm-hmm. and saying a product name bigger, louder, with more emphasis is not authentic. It's not interesting, and they know it. They're listening for your connection to the whole script, to who you're mm-hmm. being, to the point. Yeah, I found it. That's all. That's really, really great. Really, really great. And now it is story time, Bob. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. I'm so ready. I am. I am. We are. We are ready. We are ready. Okay, this is the Clutterbox saga. So first you're going to hear me do my awful American accent and followed by... All right, here we go. We take you now to a log cabin in the woods of northern New York around 1650. The Chumley family, recently arrived from England, is settling in with the help of their loyal and rather unusual housekeeper, Mrs. Gardenia Clutterbuck. On this day, Mr. Chumley, a lawyer, is anxious to know the likelihood of his getting lunch or any kind of nourishment in the very near future. But, Mrs. Clutterbuck, I distinctly ask that lunch be served at noon. What's that, Mrs. Clutterbuck? You couldn't get rid of your visitors? Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Chingachgook came over for a chat and stayed well past 11. I don't care if they are the last of the Delaware Mohicans. They've no business upsetting my lunch. There aren't very many chumleys left either, Mrs. Clutterbuck, but we don't go lurching around the landscape disrupting other people's digestive plans. And now they're planning to come over on Sunday for dinner? Of all the confounded nerve. But bringing gifts, you say? A turkey? What's a turkey, Mrs. Clutterbuck? Like a chicken, but bigger? Like a duck, only bigger and can't fly? Like a goose, but uglier? Sounds revolting. What on earth does one do with it? Eat it, Mrs. Clutterbuck? Surely we've had enough of these local foods. We don't have to eat something quite as appalling as this creature sounds. Those pumpkin omelets Algonquin you made last week were really rather extraordinarily chewy. <laughs> Turkey tastes better if one eats it with cranberries. I'll wager it does. About a bushel of cranberries for every turkey, I should say. Oh, yes. Ha, ha. What's that? Mr. and Mrs. Chingachgook want to bring a few friends from Delaware over and make it a bit of a party. Just exactly how many friends does that mean? I remember the last time they came over, smoked all my tobacco, and made Mrs. Chumley quite distraught with all the singing and dancing. What? What? Oh, a harvest party. That does sound a little bit more respectable. And so began the first Thanksgiving dinner. The Chumleys and the Chingachgooks are still arguing about who should have done the washing up. Episode one. Clap, 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 clap. (laughs) So wonderful. Yay! That was awesome. Bob for president. <laughs> yes. Do that, yes. Yes, well. Thank so you. So, what, Leslie, what, do you have any feedback for Bob on that read? Yeah, go get audiobook work. You're great. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, well, we'll have to talk about that, Leslie. Yeah, unless it's right, Lisa. Maybe he's just fooling us with that accent, and everything sounds good with that accent, and you don't, you can't hear flaws. <laughs> oh, it's all good. No, I Bob gets it, and that's why I, I love working with you, Bob, because you're, yeah, you have a great voice, but it's never enough, and you have the other stuff that makes it believable. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for calling on your vacation. 
Did you want well, to read one? Did you want to do one more read of one of the scripts here? Well, if you have time, I'd be delighted. Do you have time, Leslie? Um, I have a few more minutes, and we don't have anyone else on the queue, do we, Lisa? We do not. We do not. I'm worried I messed up with somebody in Colorado because I told him um, the, I probably didn't tell him Colorado time, so that's why he's not there. Oh, well. Well, I next show. Next show, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Um, on the email you sent me, Michelo. Yeah. See, this is a beer I would never drink, so this is going to be a bit of a. <laughs> bit we of a agreed, Bob. Agree. We can all agree and just pretend. Yeah, right. She's going to be acting. Okay. Our life has more than one dimension. So should your beer. Ultra, with just 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories. It's not just a great tasting choice, it's a smart one. Live life to the ultra. Blech. Sorry for the editorial. <laughs> Is that how you would you put that in there? Yeah. <laughs> That's really oh, no, I would stick here. to Why? the script. Bob, so. Bob, can you do a, can you add a little smile and and lean, be like the guy who's talking about this with another guy at the bar. There's chitter chatter around you. You're right. you're having a good time. It's a little tight right now, and I'm sure it's tight because you're like, I hate this beer. Why am I doing this? But <laughs> yeah, um, just mention the money. That'll 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 put me in the right frame of mind. Money, 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 uh, money. Good money. Okay. Money. Our life has more than one dimension. So should your beer. Ultra, with just 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, it's not just a great-tasting choice. It's a smart one. Live life to the ultra. So there's a lot of ways to come come, come across as that conversational, that looser. Mm. Um, one of the ways that I just heard Bob use was, so should your beer. Like, you, you know, you brought your inflection up in just that one place. And those little moments can can stand for a lot in terms of expressing a certain tone or style. So even those little shifts are great. It's still a crummy beer. It doesn't make the beer any better. Um, Alas, no. What if you were to change the product name? Would that help Uh, right now? Oh, yes. Gosh, yeah. Can we try it with that? Sure. Let's change it to... What do you like? Beer that I like. Uh, it's going to be mm. awkward at the end. Let me say, live life to the Young's Extraordinary Bitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll I'll do this uh, if I was in a pub in London. Yeah. No, you know, mate, our life has more than one dimension. So should your beer. Ultra, with just 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories. It's not just a great tasting choice. It's a smart one. Yeah, live life to the ultra. I, I would say there there was a definite tonal shift. Did mm-hmm. you hear it, Lisa? Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, that was supposed to be my Michael Caine impression. You do sound a bit like him. <laughs> Are you related? 
Are you related? Uh, no. <laughs> no. You know, what I think what's challenging, Leslie, is to deliver a script that has all this information in it and stay in that character. Because if you're in a bar talking to your buddy, you're not going to be talking about all these little details. You'll just be like, hey, this tastes good. Give me another one. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. yeah, you know when you when you drink Michelob Ultra, you know you look, it makes you look better than you did before you drank it. <laughs> You're getting handsomer with every sip. Yeah, you and everyone else around you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. To answer your question, Lisa, I think that goes back again to, yes, we're never going to use these words. So how can we bring our own personal truth or those? behaviors that accompany feelings from an experience that was real to us, mm-hmm. you know, like say they ask you to be excited about the beer uh, and you're not. So you go back to something that made you really excited and you apply the feeling and therefore the behaviors that accompanied your excitement over something. And you just happen to use these words, but you're using your experience to make, to make it real. And so the words are not really the thing. It's the the expression of those words. So what if you uh, yeah. were to, yeah, Bill, what if, I'm sorry, Bob, what if you were to totally change the script to your own for a moment and then go back to the script? So just make it your own, even make it a script, just ad lib and mm-hmm. say what you, what, say what you really feel about the beer to your buddies in the bar or wherever, and then do the script. How's that sound you want me to make up a script? Yeah, make it up. Okay. All right. You know, Pete. Oh. Yeah, sorry. You know, Pete. There's there's not too many beers that I really really like, but this one, Young's Ordinary, I uh, I would walk miles uh, to get a pint of that. <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's very good. And I would, because it's a great beer. <laughs> <laughs> and then Niccolo, okay. I'm going to uh, try this again. Our life has more than one dimension, and so should your beer. Ultra, with just 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories. It's not just a great tasting choice. It's a smart one. Live life to the ultra. <laughs> Cue the orchestra. <laughs> That sounded more like you were in a bar. Yes. Yes, after six glasses of Michelo, I think you yeah. might just be feeling it. <laughs> that sounds like torture. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, we are really butchering Michelob, aren't we? We better stop. Yes, I hope nobody from uh, yeah. Fundwise is listening. <laughs> well, maybe they should be. <laughs> well, well, well um, I... I'm sorry, ladies. I have to go. I, um, it's, um, Thank you for joining us, Bob. Thank you well, so much, a, Bob. It's been a pleasure, and uh, I guess I'll see you next week, Leslie. I'll see you next uh, week, Bob, and have fun in the rain or sun or whatever you're going to get there. It's now raining. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> All right. You're okay. Great, Bob. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the Thank show. You. Thank you. Bye bye. So, Leslie, in the last couple minutes here, why don't you just tell a little bit about your services on your 
website, what you offer, because we really didn't get into that before. If you just want to take a minute or two, whatever. We've got, just so that well, you know, we got four, we, yeah, we have 20 minutes left on a podcast. I know you said you wanted to stop basically in about a minute from now, but it's the floor is yours. You can just talk about sure, what you offer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this will only take a minute. It's pretty much what you heard today, although it gets a lot more, you know, in-depth when I'm working one-on-one with a student. But primarily my website exists so people can find me for voiceover coaching. And it's just a long, drawn-out website, but it really comes down to voiceover coaching. But you can read testimonials. You can read about the experiences of other students, the jobs they've gone on to win in the voiceover world. You can go to my blog and read countless articles and educate yourself about every facet of voiceover strategy and, you know, the acting 101 basics, what to do and not do on a demo all sorts of goodies are on the blog page. I kind of force myself to write every week or two. Um, and But the bottom line is it's pretty much for coaching. People also hire me as a demo producer, and I kind of act on an a la carte basis, meaning I can pull scripts, I can have students select their own scripts. I can coach them and prep them for the recording session, or they can do that on their own. I can be there via Skype or in person, depending on where they're located, to coach them through their actual recording session. I can locate the engineer for them and recommend someone, or they can find their own engineer. I can consult on the final demo mix and, you know, add adjustments. Okay, this is perfect, or maybe the music needs slight tweaking, you know, whatever it is. So I kind of do every phase of demo production. It's just something I don't normally talk about a lot, mostly because there are a few places out there that will sign you up for the demo before you have even been evaluated or had training. And Mm -hmm. I really am a big believer in not wasting people's money. So I I really don't do the demo thing or even go through it that much with students until I know that they're ready because it's a big commitment and I don't want anyone wasting their money on a demo if it's not going to be amazing. But it is a service that I offer as well. So it's all there on voiceoverguru.com. Very good. And you offer six-session voiceover telecoaching intensive. Why don't you just talk about that for a minute? I had to kind of pick a number to create a package. And so I decided on six sessions, whether it's a student here in Portland who's going to come in for six sessions or it's somebody uh, anywhere in the country that wants to coach via phone or Skype, six sessions is really a good starting point or finishing point. It depends what happens with the student in those six sessions. But either way, I am not giving up on a student before I should give up on them, meaning, okay, you've gotten six solid sessions in. We've repeated a lot of crucial information. We've gone through strategy. We've focused on personality and tone of voice. We focused on the keywords and your pacing and your inflection and, um, all, you know, every facet of voiceover. And it's been reinforced over and over. And after six sessions, if somebody's not responding at all, it's when I feel strongly about communicating that to them. Because I don't want to be a dream crusher either. But I think six sessions, I'm really able to feel confident to say, yes, we're not making progress here. Or you sound amazing. 
I think we're ready to move on and let's do a demo. Um, mm-hmm. Or you're, you sound amazing. I think we need a few more sessions, but I hear you on the path to success. So in six sessions, we pretty much start out with the student reading scripts. I hear exactly where they're at and what they need. I can identify those problems those strengths, those weaknesses really quickly after hearing a few reads. It's kind of, it really doesn't even matter what script you pick up. You know, it's just whatever you read, the truth will come out. And so mm-hmm. we start tailoring the session around those needs, which is the beauty of one-on-one as opposed to general classes. And so those six sessions become very personalized. Mm. Yeah. And it sort of takes on its own organic what, nature. What is your, I'm sorry, what was the last thing you said? I was talking over you, sorry. Just that the sessions take on their own organic nature based on what mm-hmm. I'm hearing that student do. I'm just kind of saying the same thing in a hundred different ways, so it's good when you cut me off. <laughs> no, I like that, though. That That's really individualized, customized type of teaching. Yeah. And my question to you is, when is you, when are you available? Let's say somebody is listening to the podcast now or in archive and they decide they want to contact you and they want to get going right now, you know, or next week. What's your availability generally if you have a general availability? It's a revolving door because I have students that sign up and so they're, you know, they're halfway through their package and then I have other new students coming in. I have other students finishing up. I have some students who work during the day and can only come at night. I have some students who don't have a job. So they're free during the day. So basically, I have to be really flexible because I work with so many different types of students with so many different kinds of lifestyles. So I pretty much always find a way to make it work. Between me and one other person, we can always figure out a time to bang out an hour-long session. Um, okay, yeah, so it's, if, it's it, never doesn't a have, it doesn't have to be the same time every week if a person's unable to do that. No, we pretty much schedule from week to week. So I'll have a student come in on a Tuesday, and when when they're done with the session, okay, when do you want to come back for your next one? And then we look at the calendar again. And it's very fluid and relaxed, and we just always make it work. Okay, this is called, I see telecoaching here. So, so you can also, for those who can't come in to see you uh, personally, you can do this, what, via Skype, uh, over the phone? What are the other options? I think those are the two biggest. You just nailed it. You know, people that are technologically skilled <laughs> lean towards the Skype angle. And um, I guess it's, it's sometimes a generational thing. You know, the, the older people are, the more they're like, what do you mean? What's Skype? Let's just use the mm-hmm. phone. And, and other people are like, yeah, sure, Skype, no problem. But those Skype options for people that aren't here in Portland. And I would say none of the nuances are really lost. You know, if there's any small details that get lost, like maybe facial expressions or body language, it's something we can cover pretty quickly and, you know, do a little bit of a primer on. But there's so much more, and all of that is just done with the ears as far as my part. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting because I was going to ask you, too, about the visual part of the interaction with the person. If seeing their face is very significant and working with them with voiceover. I think it's important for the student to know what's going on with their face. But for Mm. me, I can hear what's going on with their face without seeing them. I can hear exactly what's going on with their face based on what their sound is. Just because, you know, I'm I'm 
that's what I do. I pick up on those little nuances in the sounds, and I know everything else that's happening in their bodies. So if somebody sounds really tight and serious, chances are they're not smiling at the very least. You know, those little things, those those things can get picked on up on easily. But for the student, more important than me seeing them is, you know, maybe them practicing in front of a mirror once in a while and, and recording themselves, you know, to see, okay, did I read that and was I smiling or not? Let's hear back. And, mm-hmm. you know, trying it one way, trying it the other way and noticing what a difference it makes. And then probably there's relaxation techniques a person can employ too, right? Absolutely. You know, so they can get themselves into a receptive state where they're not in their own way when you're working with there's, them. Or, um, yeah. Yeah. There's... um. Yeah, there's there's so many things, the tightening and releasing of muscles in succession all through your body. But for inpatient people, and I'm one of them, my favorite thing is really just the deep, slow breathing. And, you know, breathing in through your nose, counting how many beats it takes to get a full breath, and then doubling that those beats in your exhale through your mouth. Because that's really the talking part, mm. right? That's where you need to have more breath control your breath Um, but what it also does back to what your original point is is it relaxes the nervous system so especially when people mess up they want to like stop and go right back to the beginning and start again and I say don't don't start from your mess up place like you just messed up and you're starting again in that mess up um, with that mess up aura hanging over your head (laughs) if you mess up stop take a deep breath inhale through your nose exhale through your mouth, that's a good foot to start off on, not from the mess-up place. That's a good point. So you don't have then, if you're in, as you call it, the mess-up place, you're not in this anxiety state where you're being critical of yourself. Right. It's like relaxing. You want to give yourself... This would have been so much easier in person, right? So we could see each other's mouths moving. <laughs> you want to give yourself per- permission to make mistakes. It's okay. Absolutely. Even the no. pros do it. Everybody does. Everybody does. So that's one thing you learn as you're doing more auditions and you're working with coaches. And you learn to that if you're so hard on yourself, you, you know, you're going to feel that when you're in this process. So you're going to learn how to be kinder to yourself. It's interesting, right? It's like a self You're right. After all, this is voiceoverguru's.com here we're talking about. <laughs> Leslie, you are a guru. You are the guru. You are the voiceover guru. Well, so. now, that you, um, now that you bring that up, Lisa, I actually want to clarify that when my site was named Voiceover Gurus, that to be clear, I'm actually the only coach. And so the gurus plural refers to the student who ultimately, the many students who can ultimately become their own guru because I'm not going to always be there to whisper in their ear, this is how you need to do it, right? They're not going to have me there eventually. So they kind of need to learn to be their own guru. And so what I'm teaching them are the tools that they can take with them after they're done with me so that they will have them forever when they're on their own. Awesome. 
Awesome awesome is the word for today. So it's voiceovergurus.com to get in touch with Leslie Bailey. And Leslie, we've almost made it to the full two hours here. So we you can end here. Me, yeah, me. Oh, yeah. I did. No, I didn't. <laughs> so You're too much other, fun. I couldn't help it. It has just been so amazing. And thank you so much. If there there are a few minutes left, if you wanted to say anything further about your services, or we can end the show here. I think I'm good, and I just want to say thank you, Lisa, for this opportunity and for being so much fun and so wonderful. And and just thank you to all those callers that participated and donated their time and and put themselves out there. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, and even though they're all you. gone now, but yeah, thank you for everything that you do too. Because obviously Thank you've made you. a huge difference for them, and in bringing oh, out their help for them, it. bringing out their natural sound too. So, very good job there, Leslie. And I hope we can do this again soon. I would love that, Lisa. <laughs> Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks so much, Leslie. And I shall be back. Okay. In touch talk with to you soon, me. Lisa. Okay. Thank you, and thank you to all the listeners as well. Okay. This has Thanks. been all about voice acting with special guest Leslie Bailey. Signing off for now. Talk Box Radio. Talk Box Radio. Talk Box Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.